Some other libation. You're listening to Kayak Fishing Radio. It's Thursday night at eight o'clock, and uh, we're here. It's uh, Buzzards Row, and folks are streaming in, and we'll be uh, we'll be talking. I think we got some. Uh, it's like a not a pep rally, but a prep rally. See, because we're going to be we're getting prepped for Boondoggle, which is coming up next weekend. That's the uh, 14th through the 17th at Crooked River State Park in St. Mary's, Georgia. We're going to be headed over there. I don't think there's any campsites available or cabins or anything like that. So, but there's a web, there's a Facebook page, the Crooked or uh, the Kayak Fishing Boondoggle. Check it out. See the folks that are there. Let me see. Um, it looks like everything's pretty well. Locked up, so 14, three nights, boom. Um, there are six sites available. That's a group shelter and a picnic shelter. That's about it. <laughs> there are no camping sites. All of the cottages are taken up and all of that kind of stuff. So, But there is a KOA uh, just out towards the interstate there on 95 and I think if you're available, if you can do uh, military reservation, there's a uh, Navy Lodge. It's about a mile down the road from the from Crooked River State Park. The Navy Lodge is on the uh, Brunswick uh, sub base there. But uh, that'll be that week, and then the following weekend, the 22nd, is the uh, Adventure Fishing World Championship, and Clone and I will be fishing in that for our second year, and we'll be. Uh, Looking forward to seeing folks at the boondoggle and then meeting up with all the crazies that are going to be down there in the deep Everglades and getting skeeter bit and crocodile bit and crocodile gators and all that good stuff. So let's see who we got coming in now. Okay, there's who is this? That is Matt Chum. Yak Chum. Matt Trucks from New Jersey, man. How's it going? Hey, good evening, Chip. How are you, buddy? Not Still sick winter. anymore. Not Still sick winter. Anymore. <laughs> I liked all the uh, the all the Facebook posts on Groundhog Day last weekend. You know, of like the wolf that says, "I didn't like the groundhogs' prediction, so I ate him." And then somebody had a dog with a dirty nose and was like, "I ate him," and all that good stuff. So, and then we got Cap D, our buddy from Maryland. What's up, Dave? Colder than snot, man. I need some of that warm weather down there. It's uh, well, the forecast is for the 60s, so lows in the 50s, highs in the 60s. So, 
I don't I don't think yeah, you'll be that's too weather. disappointed. Yeah, it's fishing weather, man. And then uh, my co-host and aide de camp here on the boards is uh, Mr. Becker. Here we go. We'll get him rolling. Uh, for my aide de camp role tonight. Instead of, there you uh, go. <laughs> I, I wore my hammer pants. I I, I guess I'm a show out of sync. You got the show out of sync. All right. <laughs> and oh, <laughs> and then on the north side of Atlanta, Jim, are you getting any snow up there? I am. It's snowing as we speak. Yeah, they just we just came in and uh, there was some flurries happening here, so. Look for what, them to what is this shut down Atlanta. Yeah, right? I mean, Atlanta is going to be shut down again, I think. I don't know. Everybody's going to go freaking out uh, tonight. I don't think it's going to be that bad, but um, it is snowing again. This is the fourth snow we've had on the north side of town Okay, this Okay, winter. Jim. We didn't think two inches of snow was going to be bad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, yeah, as my wife spent the night in a fire station, I'll have to agree with that. Yeah, two yeah. inches shouldn't have been that big of a deal. That's right. And, yes, we I, I, I tried to find the some old Olympics uh, audio because the Olympics are – some of those uh, new games are being played, the downhill, the treacherous uh, – what is it? The, the uh, snowboard slope style. Okay. And you're on a ski or a snowboard or a sled or whatever. Now, I'm from Miami, so I'm not too sure about this. But isn't it going down, isn't any kind of angle on a hill considered a slope? I know that, you know, you can uh, MX plus B equals Y or something like that is the slope. And it's a slope, right? So what's different about snowboard slope style? Don't ask me, man. Of the, uh, <laughs> I think it's just instead of the the half pipe and the ones with the jumps, they're just going straight down a hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot sense. easier too. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it's like just a, just a bunch of rich kids who got nothing else to do during the winter except ski, right? So, yeah. Exactly. I know, like, what's it cost to go skiing for a day? Like, 900 bucks or something like that? Well, 1,000 bucks? There you go. Yeah, I, know, I guess. Yeah, it's, like, it's like 50 to $60 for a day pass for a lift ticket. Just so you can ride the chair up and then scoot down it and then ride it back up again and all. It's kind of like getting on an elevator for the day, right? That's it. <laughs> oh, I don't know, but... If they wanted to impress me, they'd get a kayak up there, and they'd ski down in a kayak. There you go, right? Just some winter kayaking. Yeah. I saw I saw a, a video on that not too long ago, some guys doing a slalom run on a kayak. I've seen I some fat people do it in a jambo. <laughs> That'd be the, that's like the, the uh, Redneck Olympics, right? Yep. Kayak fishing. I saw some fat people... I saw some fat people in a jumbo being pulled by a jeep in the snow, so why can't you do it in a kayak? I don't know why. I don't know why not. 
immediately preceded right. by That's hey right. y'all watch this. Yeah, hey That's y'all exactly watch what this. was preceded. <laughs> and Absolutely. then the John boat hit a dry patch and they all went flying. And I think the last words were Mur, you trying to kill me? Or Ma, you yeah. trying to kill me? It was it was quite yeah. comical at that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah. the uh, the truck tow and the kayak uh, in the snow, and the uh, the kid that was in the kayak wound up upside the side of a shed, <laughs> and the kayak <laughs> broke right in half. Wow, it wasn't pretty. So don't, don't try any of these suggestions at home, kid. Right? <laughs> these would be trained professionals, not so. And you know what they say when they when the guy leaves the starting gate, right? Was that? Hey, hey, hold my, hey, hold my beer. Hold my beer, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know we were. Um, I was in Japan when they had the Winter Olympics there, and uh, we we kind of mingled in our way and got to see the uh, the ski jump thing, and that was one of the craziest dadgum things I'd ever seen in my life. You just get way up on top of this hill, and then just hurl yourself down the thing and then they literally fly. I mean, they were getting so that at that one the the hill, I think they they kind of misjudged it. It made it too short cuz the the jumpers were landing like almost at the flat at the bottom, you know. They're supposed to land on the on the slope so that it's like yeah, you just keep going downhill, you know, just start running or something. But uh man, that was crazy, man. So, yeah, right? I mean, it's kind of like jumping out of an airplane. No real reason and, and, to do that, unless it's on fire. women do it this year for the first time. So That'd be cool. I, I think they all sound crazy when they scream. Ah! You know, so. Right? It's kind of like this. You know, it's like... You know, just crazy. Uh-oh. Looks like Holly busted her ankle up, had her first soccer match tonight, and boom. Ouch. Oh, Anyways, gosh. yeah. So keep the Facebook feed up while I'm doing the show in case I run out of things yeah, to talk about. But, yeah. Anyways, um, so we're seven days in a wake-up for the boondoggle. I know Dave is uh he's he's just itching to leave, right? You're ready to go. Wife's getting ready to kick me out. She's she'll be happy to have the weekend free to herself. <laughs> ready to kick you out. Peter's coming with you? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're we're camping at the holiday inn. Camping at the holiday the inn. Yeah, yeah. That's not too bad, not too bad at all. And uh well the uh did you put some new fresh bearings in the trailer? Got an extra set under the back seat? <laughs> nah, no trailer this time. Since, oh. since the women aren't coming, it'll be just feet nice, so we just we'll throw the yaks up on top of the car and, and the, oh, okay. we'll be good to go there. So all right. So well, um, I I had seen some questions posted about uh, you know the kind of fishing and stuff, and I think uh, some of the folks are planning <clears throat> on we're not. At uh, Cricket River, you're not, but like 40 minutes from Florida. So, um, and there there is probably some decent um, freshwater fishing around the area, 
uh, and it's going to be a little challenging because when you look at the uh, if you look at the tides for for Saturday and Sunday, we're kind of going to have to get like an early start, you know, to uh, to get out there. And again, it's uh, once that tide rolls, and I think I'm like uh, Jim. You mentioned it when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. How the it kind of surges. So, yep. Um, and I think based on what the tides, uh, let me see here. Where's my, uh, yeah, the St. Mary's Seafood House, not too bad. Um, and so we've got a uh, high tide, or it's low tide at 6 a.m., I think. And the uh, the high tide is somewhere around one. So I think what we'll be able to do is, if we get out early morning, we'll kind of work our way across to those points over there. And then as the water starts, see the water will be coming in. And as uh, we get, as it starts to flow back out, as it ebbs out. And as the water starts rushing off of the grass beds and stuff, you just kind of find one of those points where it's draining out and just kind of set up there. And then, now we can get too far away from the, you don't need to go real far from the launch site. Uh, and then also, let's see, let's see, the Cumberland, the Crooked River point, which is right out at the Cumberland River or Cumberland Island, is calling. Uh, low tide at where is it? Here it is. That's twenty-four. I don't want that far. Just went too far there. Okay, Saturday, fifteen February. So we got a high tide at nine forty-five. Seven point three two feet. Not bad. And then low tide at 15.51, which is 0.13 feet. So at least it's not a negative tide. And then we don't see high tide again until 10 o'clock. So if you get washed out with the tide, you ain't coming back until 10 o'clock that night. So, um, But, yeah, so it'll be coming in. And I think, Jim, right across from the launch there, don't those those points over there, they get flooded up pretty good at seven feet. There should be some, some grass beds, just some grass sticking up along the top over there, don't you think? Yeah, I'd like to see, to get way back up in that grass, you'd need more like a nine-foot tide down that way. Yeah. But it'll ease up and get up on the edge. When that um when that tide starts flooding in, those red redfish will run right along on that grass waiting for it to push on into the grass. They'll run that grass, especially if there's any oyster bars, and you can float float any kind of live shrimp or float a jig with um, you know, some kind of like a gulp or a slayer floated under a cork right along that grass line as it starts to fill in. And then if it gets back in, there are ways you'll, if they are up looking for fiddlers, which I doubt this time of year they'll be doing it. That's more of a summer fall fishery. Yeah. Um, you'll see, you'll hear them, you'll hear them and you'll see them, but they'll run, even if they don't go way back in the grass, as that grass floods in, They'll run that the edge of that grass looking for um, 
shrimp or small bait fish, the um, glass minnows this time of year, and there's right. a little brown crab down along the coast, and that's an oyster crab, and it actually eats oysters. And it's smaller, much smaller than a blue crab, but it's larger than a fiddler crab. Mm-hmm. And they stay, they don't migrate out, so they don't really swim like a blue crab. And they'll they'll run those oyster beds looking for those little oyster crabs to eat on them if they can't find any fiddlers. Yeah. And then I think um, the the one time that the clone and I were fishing that area, we just kind of let the we kind of let the tide just kind of take us back in you know it was it was flooding when we went out so um if you look at the maps and i always like fishing on the map before i really go out so um but there's uh you can see there's all these little cuts and everything around in there and as we went along you know just kind of letting the just following the drift there along those grass beds and all as it flooded in the you know they're just busting glass minnows along the edges and stuff like that. And then when it started flooding or when it started flowing back out again, you know, we just kind of went back across the other side. And like I said, wherever you see where it looks like a little creek or something flowing back out into the main river, just kind of sit right there, find you a hole and put a bait down deep and look, wait for the, for the, uh, the trout there. Right. I mean, yeah. When's your uh, when's your high tide again? It's at. Uh, hang on, it's uh, high is going to be at nine forty-five in the morning. Okay, then, so um, when you look at when you look at the Google Map, and you look at, and I'm assuming you're looking right at a tide for Crooked River State Park that you're quoting. Yeah, that's that's the out there. Right yeah, there. so it's not going to be about. And then you could go to, hang on, there's another one. Let me get back to the map here. Um, it's... Because you might... Harriet's Bluff is on the other end of the river. And so I just kind of yeah, split the um, two. Yeah. Um, sometimes there could be like a 30-minute lag because you're in a little bit. Harriet's Bluff is even in a little bit further, so you probably are pretty good. Of course, you know a northeast wind holds the tide in, right? Uh, right. South, uh, southwest or west blows it out. So if you got a northeast blowing real hard, it'll hold that tide in a little bit. But if you look at the state park there, the nice thing about an outgoing, outgoing tide will be, unfortunately, if you, it's going to make a little bit harder of a paddle or a pedal pedal back to the park. But you look at a little east, there's a bunch of little creeks and islands in there. When that yeah. tide starts running out. Those fish are gonna those fish are gonna pull off that edge of that grass and they're gonna get to the first deep water and then they're gonna sit and wait. Um, any kind of drop, any kind of ledge, because fish don't want to fight seven foot of current moving out. They want to get down in a hole or get behind a oyster bed or get behind some kind of structure to break the current. And they'll yep. sit there and wait for things to wash by them and then they'll jump right on them. Um, of course, if you if you go east, then you're gonna be paddling against the outgoing tide when you get through fishing. If you get out where those mouth creeks are or back up in and look for any kind of little deep holes, especially a deep hole adjoining to an oyster bar, you can drop and you'll get reds, black drum, and trout this time of year. Um, There is a little creek west from the launch. If you look on that west bank, you go a little west and it kind of curves. 
and there's a little tiny finger of a creek. If you really zoom in, it's a little west of Mush Bluff Road. That might not be a bad place to sit on an out. You know, you could go up the creek on the incoming, and then on the outgoing, you could sit where that creek widens out a little bit. Sit right there. That probably is a, the first deep water. Yeah. And run some baits through that, and then as the water water really drops, get out onto the main channel, the main uh, the main river where it drops out there on the bottom of that outgoing, because probably all that finger stuff goes pretty dry, depending yep. on the the tide and the slope right there. But I mean, those are all fishable. And there's a couple little fingers up a little bit further west. You mm-hmm. know, then you could just float back with the tide. So I would try all those on the on the outgoing. But I wouldn't yeah, get too far up in them because the fish are going to move out. Yeah, and the uh, that's that's basically what the cloning idea was from that last dock right there, that first big creek mouth that was there. We just kind of went up there and hung right in that around that point, and then as the water started flooding back out, we just cut across the other side. And there's some oyster bars that are out in the middle there. They kind of get they kind of get shallow when the water starts going out. But then we went across to the other side and kind of watched those little mouths there as the as the water came flushing out of them. Caught a couple of little little trout and a couple of reds, and then didn't get too much. You know, as soon as it looked like okay, we can just drift across to the landing, went back over to the landing, and then called it the day there. Fish from the dock and the beach from the rest of the day. Was, yep. I didn't want to get um, I didn't want to get swept out to Cumberland Island. So. No, that's big water. That's big water. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing too, if you've got, a, if any anyone going has a depth finder on their kayak, this time of the year, the larger black drum move in. It's kind of like downward uh, chuck lives, and the black drum come out of the deep water, get up on the shallow flats. This right. time of the year, the black drum will move up. So, any deep hole out in the main river. I mean, actually, you can catch the smaller black drum up in these little finger creeks during the winter. But during the winter, out in the main river, um, the bigger black drum will, will congregate in the deeper holes. I don't know if it's a spawning or post-spawn, but I know um, I know there's been – my father and I have caught black drum up to 40 pounds way up the mm-hmm. river in deep holes just using fresh dead shrimp on the bottom. Not very sexy, but, you know. You want to catch fish, right? Yeah. So, yep. Yep. So, oh. you know. And then, like I said, for some of the folks that, you know, don't want to try, you know, if they want to go out a little bit later in the day, it's nothing. I mean, from there, you just run down and you are, you're you're in Jacksonville. And, like, Charlie and Melita and all of them will be in, a bunch of folks from Jacksonville, because they're only, like, you know, 45-minute run. And they're going to head down, and I think they're going to go somewhere not too far there from there, but just make sure you need a Georgia saltwater fishing license to fish there, and it's I don't know twenty bucks or something like that. And if you're going to go down across the line, you need to have a Florida license. So if you're not from the local area. Um, but uh, yeah, they fish that, in Florida. They can buy a one day license too. Yeah, I I know some like want. yeah. So it's not it's not a big deal, and I think that one you can get down there around Amelia Island and stuff, and they got some areas back there that those folks there'll be plenty of folks that are more than willing to 
tell you places to go and stuff. And then, I mean, a run out to the beach and do a little bit of surf casting, too. I don't know what might be off of the beach this time of year. Whiting. Big run of whiting. Yeah. Big run. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, Chuck, maybe yeah. um, there might there might be some true sea run stripers up in this area this time of year. That's where I caught my first saltwater striper was in a creek a little north of where the state park is. Matter of fact, uh-huh. it was in a end of January. Um, actually, I think I have that picture on my Facebook. I was like 14, weighed like five pounds, and the striper was bigger than I was. One of those things. <laughs> yeah. But um, you'll see striper, and um, there's still good sized mullet in the creeks. Not all the mullet pull out, so you'll see striper hitting mullet. And if they're there, you won't. You know, if they're there in force, you won't miss them because it'd be just like looking at them up in the northeast. I mean, there'll be water flying and mullet flying everywhere, um, and they like moving water. So there could be stripers through that area, say, up to about 20 pounds. Not the huge ones like New Jersey, you know, not those monsters up that way, but there are some say you might small be, stripers that come down. Might be putting the temptation out there for Matt to be getting in his truck and headed south for the boondoggle. So. <laughs> he, I, I really wish you, I could he would be disappointed. He would, you're, you're, he would be disappointed. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 I like catching stripers no matter what size they are. <laughs> Smaller so, ones fight yeah. a lot too. So, yeah, um, actually in April, yeah. uh, Susquehanna River um, fish those flats for the spawning fish. Uh, they're they're small fish to big cows over there, and the small fish are still fun. Yeah. Now, and there's a. Uh, I can tell you a, in the winter. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just, in the winter, um, a little further north in Savannah, in the winter. Now there's stripers up to 40 pounds that come up through there on a spawning run. They come south out of Chesapeake, and they're they are sure enough full-grown stripers. Um, we had a real problem where they almost got wiped out from Corps of Engineers missteps, but now they've come back pretty well. And um, right. you know they're here for a very short period of time. Then they turn around and go back up north. They don't stay here long. Oh. Huh. I was looking. Actually, was it's enough. right around the time that they should be there now. Yeah. Yep. They'll be here for, you know, maybe two months, and then they're gone. Two, three months, and yeah. then they're gone. They go back up north. They go back up to the bay. They don't stay here long. It's a real treat when they're here, though, you know. Yeah. I was looking, too. There's a – I think it's down in St. Mary's. There's, like, a big pier folks fish off of and stuff. I'm not sure where that was, but I see a big boat launch down there towards St. Mary's. That's on that's on the river out towards the Cumberland Ferry. That's on the line there. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find some fishing, and the weather's not supposed to be too bad, so we'll be giving it a try. And I think there'll be there'll be some stuff to be had. But um, the folks from Jacksonville will be in there. I know the Jack the Jacksonville crew will be around, and so we'll get plenty of uh, bench fishing on Friday night and. Um, I think it's a little too early, but I know when we were there last time, I just, when I wanted some shrimp for bait, I just threw the cast net off the, the little dock that they've got there at the park and got probably 20 or 30 little shrimp to put in a bait bucket. So, um, that's not too bad. So, 
So that'll be fun. And we look forward to everybody being there. Um, and then we'll be headed south. Where we at? If I run down to Fernandina, what's going to be down there? Thank you. But um, then we'll be headed south the next weekend to Flamingo. And I see that uh, Mr. Becker is now a uh, registered uh, teammate on uh, a team for the Advanced or Adventure Fishing World Championship. That is correct. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that, right? Yeah, definitely. I feel you know I feel bad for you guys, but you know it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is, D- right? Team DOA Lures is going to be there uh, in force and serious, so. You're going to be serious about it? Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to be serious. Oh, okay. In your in your rotten pumpkin kayak? In my I believe that's RP, uh, but yes, uh, definitely. RP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. looking forward to it. All right. Stan did What did you what did Stan ask? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he, he asked if I was going to the Boondoggle. I'm oh. For that right now. oh, okay. He's got a wagon to haul sta- uh, Holly around. So, but uh, Stan and Holly will be there. I think that uh, you know Holly posted a thing the other day with like where there was like strips of bacon on a griddle. <clears throat> and then you pour pancake batter around it and make like this bacon pancake thing. I think we might have to try that on Sunday morning. Yeah, and as, as far as I'm concerned, by her posting that, that's a commitment. <laughs> that is, so, it's a commitment. You got to do it. I mean, it's and not she's like not gonna you be able to walk around anyway. So she's not going to be able to fit. She's got a she's got a hobie. She can't pedal that with her ankle like that. There so she's going to have to just be cooking. <laughs> yeah, especially when you mention bacon, you can't go back on that. No, uh-uh. Some of the happiest countries in the world have bacon on the menus. So. But if if you think back to Chokoloski, we're going to have to come up with another name for a safety briefing because there we called that bacon because we didn't want to call it a safety briefing. So. That's right. We didn't want to call it. And, and everybody likes bacon. Everybody likes bacon. That's right. Um, so, but it, um, so Jim, what about? Uh, I mean, if if people have. Live bait, certainly shrimp or dead shrimp or whatever. You know, we can you can grab that out of the coolers and stuff. There's a bait. There's probably I think there's a bait shop not too far down the road from the park. And then, but like soft plastics and stuff, good colors. New penny, dark uh, new colors. New penny or white gulp. Yeah. Root beer is good. Chartreuse is good. Electric chicken is good. Um, take some white. Small silver is good if they're feeding on glass minnows. The old mm-hmm. stingray mass, stingray grub from years ago in a silver or a clear with silver speck is good. Um, the camo is good. I wouldn't turn down. I'd have, you know, those colors with me. They're kind of colors that you can take anywhere in the world and catch fish, right? Root beer, chartreuse, white, any yeah. kind of camo color. Um, the electric chicken it's kind of hit or miss. Sometimes it does really well. I mean, we that's all we used for um, back in 2002, three, and 2001, and then it just died off. They just quit hitting it. But oh, any yeah, of those guys. colors, and I would, 
Go ahead. The guys in Jacksonville love that chicken on a chain caller. Yep. I um now I kinda prefer uh now purple too. Slayer makes a purple nurple. <coughs> my right. um my stepfather has been using purple a lot. Probably because the water's been a little muddy a lot of times when he fishes and that darker right. color holds the outline better. But purple or black, I, I, if you have one, bring it, that kind of thing. Um, I tend not to use soft jerk bait, that size of bait. Um, oh, that's loud. That was nasty. Um, mm. I tend to use more traditional grubs like the, um, I'm going to the Slayer site now, like the SSTs. I don't tend to use SSBs, I mean STBs or SSBs in that area. I tend to stick with the SST type baits. Those are the ones that the long jerk bait there forever. Uh, the SSTs got the kind of paddle tail on them. Ah, okay. You can use any curly, any two, three, or four inch curly, curly tail grub will work. Um, if you've got some SSTs, bring them. Uh, but I, the big soft jerk baits like you use on the flats, I've never used them down there. I've tried them and hadn't had a lot of success with them. Um, you pretty much got to use at least a quarter ounce jig head. So yeah, you're gonna a need big to fat bait. fight that current yep. to get down. You got to use that white bait there. If you can get it, um, shrimp. And during the summer, you can always get munchamug minnows or mud minnows, we call them. They have them all up and down the East Coast, the munchamugs or mud minnows. Brownish right. tan, uh, brownish tan minnows. They're yeah. probably not going to be around um, this time of year. There'll still be really big mullet um, in you know ten, twelve plus inch mullet in the creeks. Um, shrimp is always the best if you can get it. And then in the summer we use a lot of uh, of the mud minnows. And then um, half of a blue crab. If you're in an area where you know there's redfish or black drum, half a blue crab. And then in the uh, summer, of course, we use fiddler crabs for redfish and sheephead, especially sheephead when the big sheephead come back in inshore. In the winter, they move offshore to the offshore wrecks. In the summer, they come back in. Right. And uh, I just saw on the uh, um, Crooked River State Park Facebook page that uh, for folks who are interested, they're having like a uh, pontoon boat ride on the 14th, so Friday evening can uh, sign up for that at the park there. Take It's adults only, so just you and your honey out there cruising around and doing a sunset cruise. But, uh, yeah, I think I think we're going to have a good time. I think the weather is going to hold out for us. And then, uh, and again, it's the water is probably going to be a little cool, so I would probably bring, I will be probably wearing waders with uh, maybe some, uh, you know, uh, kind of a splash jacket on and stuff like that, try to stay as dry as possible. And uh, I would definitely have a uh, a good stakeout pole, and I'd bring an anchor, too, because if you get past the uh, the dock, you might want to pull throw that anchor out and get keep yourself from drifting out to Cumberland Island there, or we won't see you until about 10 o'clock later that night when the tide turns around. So... And everybody who comes to the boondoggle, we would ask that you let somebody know where you're going and what time you're going to be back so that if 
file a float plan. Not everybody will be going out on the water, so somebody will be there. And, you know, when you're not back and you're sitting out there hanging on an oyster bar somewhere and you wonder how long is it going to be before they come looking for me, it will be a lot quicker if somebody knows to come looking for you. So um, I don't want to require uh, handheld radios there. <laughs> yeah, we all, I mean, most of us carry radios. I think a lot of people are starting to do that now. So, I mean, you know, I've... I always carry my waterproof, my phone in my waterproof case and a VHF radio, and we'll uh, have a, we'll set a channel for everybody. Plus, you've got the emergency channels and stuff like that. And there's a Coast Guard site not too far. It's down at Saint, well, right there at the uh, at the naval base. So um, we're not too far away from any kind of reaction if something goes south. But we don't want to see that happen at all. Keeping it safe, right? Keeping it real. Um, so what time are you getting there, uh, Dave? What time are you planning on showing up? Yeah, we'll probably do what we did last time, get on the road Thursday, drive, you know, it's about a nine-hour drive for us. So we'll spend the night halfway down somewhere, and, and uh, we'll get there midday Friday. So and we expect to see you probably late, late Saturday morning, because, let's see, you'll have to do two stops to change bearings and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, don't even get about that. <laughs> no, really, oh, he he did. He they 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 built the trailer and headed south to the boondoggle at Cars last year. And wait, how many times do you have to change bearings on your way down, man? Uh, only once. We only lost like three lug nuts. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> I had one lug nut on there. The tire was still there. And, and how many do you really need anyway? <laughs> That's right. Right. Engineers just put extra things on so that it looks important, right? I mean, hey, that that trailer was a thing of beauty. I still got to tell you, it's and 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 the next time you see it, probably at the the, the fall boondoggle, it'll be even even new, more new and improved, even more jazzed up, right? More jazzed up, yes. Uh, all Great right. Stripes on it. Awesome. And uh, then uh, we've got, like I said, the following weekend, I know uh, myself and uh, Mr. Becker will be headed down to the uh, Adventure Fishing World Championship to uh, to fish with everybody down there. 100 contestants, 50 teams uh, in the deep Everglades. And I know I have my bug suit. Everybody was making fun of Woody's picture with him in his bug suit, but I'll tell you what, the Skeeters and the Noceums down there will carry you away. I think you need to start drinking deep now so that it gets into your system and it starts oozing out of your pores so that the, the bugs will not bother you. Yeah, I start deep injections tomorrow, so. <laughs> I know. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. And then, yeah, garlic. I don't know about the garlic. It's already going to be bad enough. We're going to have all the guys from Yak Angler, me and the clone, and uh, Mr. Becker, all of us trying to hang out in the in the trailer there. So, but, oh, you got your new paddle. I'll, I'll be in the tent. You'll be in the tent? Is that right? I might have to join you out there. Oh yeah. It's too up in there. But there's yeah. no electricity, so. Oh, that looks cool, man. 
Yeah, I took that picture real quick today. It's my kayaks on the right there with the snow on top of the tarp. Yeah. <laughs> I figured they they would be you wouldn't be able to tell what they were. They would just be covered up in snow, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's but, cool, uh, yeah, that, that's my announcement right there. Uh, Bending Branches uh, asked me to join their pro staff team, and I am now on the Bending Branches Aquabound team. Very cool, Sweet. man. Very cool. Yeah, then, pretty excited. Uh, Mr. Becker has that really sexy navigator paddle there. That, of course, you don't need that now. You have pedals. No, I love it to pieces. I know, right? That's an awesome okay. paddle. And, you know, I've got, I'm going to pick up another uh, Slayer next week. And we'll be fishing out of Slayers for the tournament, but I'm not giving up my ultimate. I like my ultimate. I like, I like the uh, the gunnels for the old man to stand up. I can just use the gunnels to get up out of the chair, and I like having all that room in there and stuff. So. Yeah, but you know but, what works uh, really well to stand up in the uh, in the Slayer propel. Was that the hand the handle <laughs> that you use to carry the uh, the propel drive? The propel drive. Put your hand on that. Straighten your legs. Just stands right up, man. Works like a champ. And and Mr. Becker has not been in a kayak that he could stand up, and you were out in your boat the other day for the first time and just stood right up in the thing, right? That is correct, yeah. It's nice. So, very cool. All right, guys, I'm gonna think, I think we're going to call it and so we can go see what's going on with the o- Olympics. And uh, I think opening night is tomorrow night, but uh, that's very cool. Uh, next week we've got the uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday night of next week we've got the uh, women's national soccer team from U.S. Soccer playing the Russians here in the Georgia Dome. So I don't know. I might have to see about trying to get tickets for that before we head down to the Boondoggle. But that would be an interesting game there. So, but anyways, it's cool. We know what's going on. Matt, you're not doing anything but staying warm. And, uh, about it. <laughs> Dave is going to be uh, packing and repacking his gear, getting ready to roll for the boondoggle. Taking notes on what baits to leave behind right now. Oh, and I, I, me and Mr. Becker have been like doing conference calls all week long. You know, <laughs> oh, how do we rig this boat? And maybe we should try this rigging. And I don't know. I've got like uh, I've got a stack of Plano waterproof boxes. It's about uh, just above knee high now that I've got all kinds of baits in. I actually got two. I got two new boxes of um, of spoons in the other day. So the new uh, oh got the yeah the Aqua Dream living the Aqua Dream living spoons. I've got a, I got a set with the the fish prints on them. You know, so they look like the bait fish. And then I got a couple of white ones and a couple of gold ones. Yeah, I think I got, I think I got two of the pinfish and one of the, or a couple of the other ones. I'm not sure, but they look really sexy. I'm hoping I can catch something on them. But uh, so that and all that. So let's see, quarter ounce jig heads, terminal tackle for bottom rigs, two ounces of weight and a slip cord. There you go. That's your rig. Awesome. Jim, you got something to say here at the end of the game? Uh, yeah, talk to me. Uh, 
Talk to me after we shut down. I got a secret spot for you. Okay. All right. Awesome. So that'll be it, guys. Cap, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, man. Give us a shout when you're on the road so we know where you're at. Yeah, man. And, uh, Matt, let me know what uh, what you want to do Wednesday night next week. We have some technical difficulties with our normal host, so we might we're trying to convince Matt to co-host or guest host for us for a while there on our Wednesday night show. Yeah, I'll see if uh, if I can get out of work on time that day, and uh, definitely uh-huh. in advance I'll get that set up and then uh, put some sort of uh, show format together, so I'm not stumbling. <laughs> well, we could always we could always slide it 30 minutes. It's no big deal. So cool. All right, Mr. Becker, I know we'll be chatting along the way. and uh, I imagine so. Yes, sir. So thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next week. Jim, just hang on the line. I'll put you in the uh, conference room. All right, brother. All right, good night, everybody. Take a kid fishing. Be safe out there. File float plan, and we'll see you at the boondoggle in a couple weeks. Stan, thanks for showing up, buddy. Uh, give them kids a hug and uh, hope put some ice on Holly's feet. <laughs> we'll see you next time.